Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. True and Barnaby had packed their snacks. They were ready to go on a trip. They were going to go with their best friend Astro through the yellow portal to the land where the trees met the water. They were going to go on a trip to see magical lights in the sky. The rainbow lights is what they were called. But the rainbow lights were very far away and very hard to get to. True said to Barnaby, Barnaby, do you have your snacks? Barnaby said, yep, got all my catnip right here and my fuzzy dice. She said, all right, let's make the yellow portal and go see our friend Astro. Barnaby said, oh, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. Barnaby said the magic words and the yellow portal appeared. Sparks of magic flew in circles around this tunnel that seemed to go into the middle of nowhere, but still went somewhere. They jumped in and, as always, were swept fast and in twirling, swirling moves through the tunnel. Loop-de-loops, loops too, through the tunnel until they reached the other side. The inside of the tunnel was always an interesting place. It wasn't warm, but it wasn't cold. The tunnel was a tunnel, but it was also kind of a sky. It's hard to explain, the magic tunnel. After a moment or two, the tunnel came to an end, and they popped out on the other side. Barnaby landed on his feet, ninja cat style. And True, of course, landed right on her feet as well. But not in ninja style, just like a little girl would land on her feet. They came out by Astro's house, but Astro wasn't there. True said, hmm, that's interesting. Usually Astro meets us when we come over. They went and knocked on the door. They waited, but no one answered. Barnaby knocked again, but he knocked even louder than True did. But still no one answered. So they went around the back of the house and they started looking for the horse. I'm sorry, not the horse, the unicorn with purple hair. And they found her. She was in the back, and she was building something. It was a little strange, but they thought it kind of looked like a boat, but it was flat. It was made of wooden ropes, and it had a sail, but it was flat. Astro said, hi, Barnaby. Hi, uh, True. They both said hello back. True said, what are you building, Astro? Astro said, I am building our ride to the rainbow lights. We have to cross special water where we can't use magic. And so I can't use my special clouds and you can't use your wishes, but we have to get across somehow. So I built this raft. We'll put it in the water and then we'll get on it and use the wind to push us across to the land where we can see the magic rainbow lights. Barnaby said, oh, okay, I get it. It's a raft. Astro said, yes, it's a raft. I get to be the captain. And Astro said, um, okay, fair enough. You'll need a captain's hat. There's one in my house. Go get it. Barnaby disappeared for a minute into Astro's house. Astro and True just talked for a minute. I'm really excited to see these lights, said Astro. Me too, said True. I think they're going to be amazing, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Well, we got to hurry and start going or we're going to be late and miss them. 
Barnaby came back out. He was wearing a captain's hat, which was too big, so it fell down over his eyes. True said, are you ready to go, Barnaby? Barnaby said, yep, sure am. True said, what about you, Astro? Just gotta tie this one last knot. She tied it with her mouth, because she was a horse. Then she swirled her magic horn and created a cloud underneath the raft, which lifted it up and moved it over past her house, past the shore. Barnaby said, wait, I thought you said you couldn't use magic on the raft. Astro said, no, we can't use magic over the water that crosses to the land where the rainbow lights are. I can use magic here. In fact, you both should get on the raft and I'll pull you with my magic along the shore till we get to where we're going. They said, oh, that sounds great. It'll be like a boat ride, but really close to the land. Barnaby says, I like that because I'm a cat. I like to be near land. I don't like water all that much. Astra said, don't worry. You'll stay dry on the raft. They both got on the draft, on the raft and started their journey. Astro pulled them along with her magic horn powers. And she galloped and she ran. And the raft went over the water with True and Barnaby on it. Until they came around the corner. It was a familiar spot, because off in the distance they could see the crystal mountain they had climbed before, the place where Astro had taken her friends and True had accidentally hurt her knee because it started to rain. The place they were going was past the mountain, though, and they had to get there somehow. Now, Astro could use her magic, and she took them over to the shores of the crystal mountain, but they weren't there to go hiking. It was just on the other side of the crystal mountain that they needed to cross another body of water. This water was different, though. What color is water usually? It's usually purple and blue. Okay. This water was bright pink with yellow stripes and green polka dots. It was funny looking water. And Astro said, okay, this is it. I can't use my magic past this point. It won't work. True, your wishes won't work here either. Barnaby said, okay, well, we got to be careful. Where are we going? Astro used her horn, horn, horn and pointed. You see that island way, way, way over there? That's where we need to get in order to see the rainbow lights. There's enough wind to get us there and back, but we need to go now. Astro, True, and Barnaby got onto the raft, and the raft sails bellowed as they filled with wind. It moved them away from the shore. The water was calm. It wasn't too rough. But after a while, something happened. The water started to get wavy. And went, <laughs> so they started to sail in the wind, and the wind started to pick up, and the waves started to get big. The yellow and green polka dot uh, with pink started making big waves that started splashing onto the raft. Barnaby wasn't happy about this, because even though the water was super funny looking, it was still water, and he didn't like being wet. All of a sudden, the waves got bigger, and they took the raft and lifted it high into the air, and dropped it again. Astro started to get a little nervous, and so did True. The water was getting too rough, and they didn't know why, because it didn't look rough from the shore. Barnaby, on the other hand, was just trying to not get wet. He climbed all the way up the pole, past the sail, into the crow's nest, to the highest point in the raft, so he could stay out of the water. But all of a sudden, a wave came, and the whole raft went from standing up straight to <laughs> toppling into the water. Everyone was wet. Everyone had to swim. 
True was a pretty good swimmer. And so was Astro. But Barnaby was a cat. He wasn't a great swimmer. So he was freaking out a little bit. He was like, help, 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 help. Astro swam over to him and got him to climb onto her head and then onto her back. Then she went over to True and True climbed on her back too. They were out of the water, but the water was still really rough and the waves were hitting him really hard and knocking Astro off of, and knocking True off of Astro and Barnaby too. They were scared because they couldn't get out of the water. They couldn't see the raft, which was gone, and they couldn't see which way to go. All of a sudden, something happened. The water underneath their feet began to feel solid instantaneously, and almost without warning, they were pushed up out of the water, high out of the water, and a little hill that was green came up out of the water and they were standing on. Barnaby said, what just happened? We're out of the water. We're not swimming anymore. What is this? Astro said, <coughs> she coughed up some water. I don't know. I've never seen this before. And True said, it looks familiar though. I feel like I've seen this somewhere. The ground is funny. It has patterns, almost like hexagons. It's green and it's hard, but it's not wood or stone. What is this? All of a sudden, this tiny little green island, something came up that looked like a big, ginormous snake head out of the water. It went... <laughs> it was facing away from the three, and they tried not to make any noise because it wasn't looking at them at that moment. But all of a sudden, it turned around and looked at them, and they all went... Ah! Do you know what it was? A turtle head. They were on the back of a giant turtle. The turtle turned his head around and said, Hello, how are you? And what are you doing on my show? Astra was the first to speak. She said, My name is Astra, and I live in the land where the trees meet the water. I've never met you before. The turtle said, well, that's not surprising. The last time I came up from underneath the pink and yellow water with green polka dots, it was called the land where the stone met the sand. Astra said the land where the stone met the sand, but that was thousands and thousands of years ago. And the turtle said, well, that's how long I sleep. Barnaby said, wait, 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 you've been sleeping underwater for thousands of years? The big turtle said, well, yes, I'm a giant turtle. That's what we do. True said, Mr. Giant Turtle, thank you so much for coming up and saving us. We were almost in big, big trouble. And the turtle said, call me Mr. Turtley. That's my name. True said, okay, thank you, Mr. Turtley. Mr. Turtley said, Shall I take you back to dry land? Barnaby said, yes, 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 please. I really want to get out of the water. But Astro said, wait, Mr. Turtley, we're trying to get to that island over there to see the rainbow lights. Mr. Turtley said, well, that's still far away. And you can see the sea is still making big waves. And it was, but they weren't big enough to get to the top of his shell. Mr. Turtley said, I can take you there. That's where I'm going too." I come up every thousand years to see the rainbow lights, too. They said, oh, that's great. Um, I guess we'll just ride on top of your shell, then. Mr. Shirley said, oh, no, you don't ride on top of my shell. 
you'll get wet and blown over by the wind. Come on the inside. All of a sudden, his head went and sucked right into his body and disappeared. The three just stood there and went, um, what? And then they heard a voice, as if it were coming out of a tunnel, saying, Hey guys, go ahead. Come on in. Astro and Chu were like, I, I don't know. But Barnaby said, I don't care. I don't want to get wet. He ran to the edge of the shell, and he jumped down onto the hole where the turtle's head had just sucked into its body. He looked in. Yeah. It was dark. Stop making toots, you. <laughs> he looked in, and it was dark, and he said, uh, hello, turtling? He heard the voice from Pearly saying, I'm right here. Come on in. Barnaby was a little hesitant, but he really didn't like the water, and the hole in the turtle's body where the head sucked in was closer to the water than the top of the shell. He went in, and Astro and True were just like, wait, wait, where did he go? I don't hear him. Should we go after him? I don't know. All of a sudden, after a minute of silence, Barnaby popped out the hole and came back up the shell and said, hey guys, you gotta come in and see this. And he ran back in and jumped back into the hole where the turtle's head was sucked into its body. Astro and True were like, um, okay. They went down, jumped to the entrance of the hole, and walked in the hole. It was a tunnel, and it was kind of a long tunnel, longer than you would expect for the length of the turtle's body. And it was strange because it was dark, but as they walked, it got lighter and lighter. The walls were transparent almost. They seemed to be glowing red and pulsating a little bit. They were going... Doop, 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 doop. And True said, I, I think I can hear Mr. Turtley's heartbeat. And Asher said, I think I can see Mr. Turtley's heart. They walked in and the room opened up. There was a space in the middle of the turtle. The walls were transparent and glowing, red and orange, and they could see the transparent veins through the walls and blood in those veins expanding and contracting. And above the very top of the room, they looked straight up and they could see a huge heart. And it was through the wall, but they could see it. And it was going, and out of one of the walls was Mr. Turtley's head. It was just there. It was part of the wall. They didn't quite understand what was happening. They didn't understand where this light was coming from. But then again, they had never met a giant turtle who lived under the sea for thousands of years and only came up once every thousand years to look at rainbow lights. Mr. Turtley said, Now hang on. I might be a turtle, but that doesn't mean I'm slow. All of a sudden, they could hear his tail going, shush, 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 and they felt the whole inside of his body move and then lurch, and then lean backwards as they realized they were picking up speed. Mr. Turtle's body was swimming very fast now. And within minutes, they were to, they came to a complete stop. Mr. Turtley said, All right, everybody out. True and Astro were kind of like, This is a very interesting place on the inside of this turtle. We kind of want to check it out some more, but we shouldn't be rude. We should go. They left. Barnaby said to the head of Mr. Turtley, Hey, thanks so much for the ride. Mr. Turtley said, Anytime. Everybody left, and when they came to the entrance of Mr. Turtley's um, body, I guess, they saw that there was sand in front of them. They jumped out onto the dry sand. 
It was warm. The sky had changed outside. It was dusk, so it was somewhat dark, but the sky was a bright purple. Everybody jumped down except True. True was still standing in Mr. Turtle's body head hole when she was gawking at the beauty of the sky. Before she knew it, though, Mr. Turtle's head came out again like this. And he wasn't aware that she was standing at the entrance, so he accidentally pushed her and she fell into the sand. And she scraped up her elbows. Mr. Turtley said, I'm sorry you got hurt, True. Are you okay? True stood up. Her elbows were all bruised and scratched. And she said, I'm okay. I should have moved. It's my fault. Astro said, hey, I can use my magic here. I guess I can only not use the magic over that water. She used her magic to heal Astro's, I mean True's, elbows. They all walked to the top of the small island. Mr. Turtley dragged his big body out of the water and up onto the sand. And then they saw it. It was faint at first. A tiny wisp of yellow. A swirl of pink. Blue. Red. There were sparkles like diamonds. And the sky lit up. It lit up like magic. Rainbow magic. Oh! The friends all sat there and watched it together. Happy they had made a new turtle friend. Knowing that they were going to get home safely, they enjoyed the night show. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro is not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kid's room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.